Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? It's going pretty good. All right. Half the tree is cut down. I was just going to say tree update time. Half the tree is cut down and it's all in my yard. Okay. Well, <laughs> half the tree cut down means it's not going to fall even more likely yep. at this point. Theoretically, I mean, it yep. is pouring rain right now. So we'll see. We took a huge amount of weight off of the tree. And this weekend is all about cleaning up the yard and, you know, trying to chop it down into, into small enough pieces to go on the rack to cure and burn. All right. So you're getting yourself wood for the winter? We got wood for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need pictures, Kelly, of you at your fire pit. I know you've posted some on Instagram, but you need yeah, more. Yeah. Well, I'll, I can take a picture of the yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing. I can't believe we haven't posted pictures of the tree. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it was hard to get a good picture of it because it was so huge. Yeah. So, you know, and basically it was just a whole bunch of leaves. You couldn't tell what was really going on with it. So I, t I tried to take a bunch of pictures of didn't really work. So, well, that's definitely something to go into the Facebook group, Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta, where yep. people can get all the tree updates they need. No, that's not for tree <laughs> updates. That's not what you're doing there, folks. Although you can ask you're about not the tree. Doing tree updates in the group. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably ask Kelly about it there, but it's probably better for other yeah, things. <laughs> it's probably better to do it differently. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kelly, we are talking about something today that I think is going to resonate. With a lot of us, as we're in the midst of this pandemic and the situation in the U.S. and being in the middle of Mercury retrograde, there's a lot going on. <laughs> and a full moon 
on Halloween. It is a lot of stuff going on right now that can make people reach a state of burnout. I know that uh, everybody I'm talking to right now is so overwhelmed with everything going on. It's a big deal. It is. And, you know, to all of my overachievers out there, you know who you are. (laughs) And that's all of you, right? The idea of burnout is something that we don't usually consider. And it's we just sort of power through. I'm just going to power through. Well, once you get to be about 40, powering through is not really optional anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) I want those of you who are under 40 to understand that you are sucking your life force when you do that. And when you're over 40, you ain't got enough left to do it anymore. Yep. (laughs) So adrenal fatigue is real, folks. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. If you haven't figured it out (laughs) from the episode title, at the very least, uh, this episode is about self-care and recognizing burnout. Yeah. When I can't come up with a topic, I I ask my husband, what should I do an episode on? And he's like, well, I'm sure you've done one on self-care. And I'm like, no, no, actually, I haven't. (laughs) Like, yeah, I probably should do that. But it was really interesting to me because there's this guy on Medium, and I can't remember who he was, but he wrote this article about how he wanted to record for posterity what the experience of being in the pandemic was like. Yeah, He had asked his father, who had lived through the Vietnam War and all of that time, he's like, well, what was it like? And his father was like, well, I was too busy just living my life to even really notice. It just sort of happened around the edges. And so he said, you know, I don't want to do that to my son. If you feel called to share what being in the pandemic was like for you, you know, please write it and send it to me. And so I did. In the process of writing it, I was like, how about if I go back a little bit? And then I wrote a little bit from there. And then I went back a little bit more. And I wrote a little bit from there. And I went back a little. And I started looking at it and going, that was traumatizing. And that was traumatizing. And that was traumatizing. And I'm like, that explains so much. (laughs) (laughs) right? Because we don't recognize it, right? We're so busy powering through. And we were so busy, you know, just sort of getting through the day and doing what we do that we don't really notice when something is traumatizing. Or if we do, we don't give ourselves the mental space to really recover from it. Right. So when the pipe burst in my apartment last year, yes, it was traumatizing. And I knew it was traumatizing in the moment. I was completely aware of how traumatizing it was in the moment. But, you know, a month or two later, I'm like, yeah, I'm over it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you were forced out of your apartment, shoved into a hotel and bought a house without, you know, a lot of fanfare and and then moved in and then I had to do a whole bunch of stuff. And then things went wrong there and blah, blah, blah. No, you're not over it yet. Yeah. (laughs) And then pandemic. Right. right? Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Pandemic, right? Right now, if you are not acknowledging that you're traumatized, Well, then one, you haven't been listening to the podcast since the pandemic hit because I've been telling everybody that you're traumatized. But, you know, if this is your first podcast, newsflash, you're traumatized. But according to the American Association of Psychology or, you know, whoever that AMA in psychology is, uh, there are certain things that put us at a 10 out of 10 on the stress scale if we experience them. If we have one of them, it puts us at a 10 out of 10 on the stress scale for an entire year. Hmm. So I'm going to give you what those things are. Death, not yours, someone else's. Divorce, marriage, moving, having a baby, 
having somebody move out, you know, uh, empty nesting, losing a job. And then there's three more that I don't remember. But I will tell you, pandemic's on there now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Definitely on there. Um, Civil unrest in your neighborhood, definitely on there. So, you know, anything that threatens your way of being. So if you declared bankruptcy, that would probably put you at a 10 out of 10 for quite some time. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Now, you take those and you add them to anything else, which... You know, I sold real estate for years. I can tell you that most people don't move for no reason. There's usually the move combined with something that triggered the move, which is usually, you know, marriage or divorce. We don't acknowledge how much it takes out of us to live with these things, to to have to adjust. And especially if you're if you're moving across town, that's one thing. Moving out of state, whole nother level of stress because you you're not just having to adjust to a new place, but you're also having to get all new providers new doctor, new dentist, new car mechanic, new everything. If you're moving out of country, even worse, right? right? Because it's a whole new culture. So these are the things that can cause the overwhelm. And overwhelm is the first indicator of burnout. If you are overwhelmed on a somewhat regular basis, you are likely burned out. You are certainly overcommitted. Right. If you're really burned out, you'll know because you'll be asked something or you'll have to learn something new and your brain is just going to go blank. And it's just like, I got nothing. It's like, I'm trying to learn it. I'm reading the same thing six times. It's not sinking in. I don't know why it's not sinking in. I'm not stupid. I'm capable of reading. I don't understand. Normally, this is easy for me. But no, there's no room left in my brain for anything. And this is where those power throughers come in and say, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying to learn it and force it down my own brain throat in this case. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's the first thing is you you get the the brain flat, flat line. And then you get the desire to hide from the world. It's the I can't, I can't, I can't. Don't ask me anything. I don't want to talk to you unless it's a critical factor communication. I am not having it. I will disappear from all of my friends and I will only do things that are work related. If that sounds like you, you're probably burnt burnt out out pretty hard. Then you end up with sleep problems. I can't sleep or I get to sleep and then I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep. I'm going to bed, I'm sleeping through the night, I'm waking up unrested. And sometimes you get to the point where no matter how much I sleep, which can be 10, 12, 15 hours, I'm still tired. Yeah. This is where you're recognizing that, you know, something's gone sideways. Anxiety can kick in, depression can kick in, overwhelm is certainly ever present. You start to have this moment where your usually incredibly competent self starts going, I don't think I can do this. Where you're just like, oh, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. That's a classic sign of burnout. On this frustration, there's lack of patience. Everything mm-hmm. puts you on the scale to tip. Right. So when, when we start to get empty mm. is when the frustration and the lack of patience and the testiness and the yeah. you know snippiness starts to come in. And it can go from snippiness to downright mean. Yeah. To the, what part of the word no did you not understand? Leave me alone. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. Those outbursts. And so when we are burned out, we are often also empty. And to be clear, burned out is 
I have reached my limit of what I can assimilate and heal from. And I have no more room left to process. Yeah. Empty is I have given everything I have and more. And now I have nothing left. Yeah. So those are two different things, but they often go together. I want to talk about how to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think that's a nice transition here because we yeah. just sort of laid the framework for everybody who's listening to this going, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> now what do we do? <laughs> so self-care is more than just paying for a massage or buying dinner out or, you know, getting somebody to come in and clean your house or whatever. I mean, those things are nice. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But self-care is a more ongoing thing. When you are burned out, you may find yourself going towards certain tendencies. Like my my tendency is I watch way too much TV. Mm-hmm. Or rather, what I say is I let the TV watch me, yeah. right? Because I'm really not there. It's just something to keep my mind engaged while I check out. Yeah, I'm often playing my game on my phone at the same time, right? <laughs> it's like I'm, you know, people say, what did you just watch? I have no idea. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> You know, yours may be that, it may be drinking, it may be drugs, it may be shopping, it may be sex. There, Everybody has their compensating factor, right? Whatever it is you find yourself doing way too much of, yeah, that is the thing that is your burnout indicator. Okay. So just take a second and think about that because you will see that long before you see that you're burned. So, like, I can notice when I'm watching way too much television and I go, oh, oh, time to time to take care of oneself. Right. So this is the indicator. So whatever yours is, know that and put it on an awareness thing for you that when it starts to flare up, you go, "Ooh, okay, time to to step back a little. Mm -hmm. Now, self-care is about anticipating your needs and meeting them before you have them. Okay. One of my students recently posted something in our group and he made this comment about how he had given himself time in the morning to wake up. And, and when he got up, he had the cucumber and lemon lime water that he'd prepped for himself the night before. And so he felt like he had this really refreshing thing to drink and that he had washed his sheets the night before. And so he woke up smelling really lovely and that everything just felt like he was well cared for. It's about feeling well cared for. And we are usually really good about doing that for others and not so great about doing it for ourselves. Part of this is also getting outside, especially right now in the pandemic when, when, you know, we're staying away from things most of the time. But getting outside, get out in your yard by yourself in nature. You know, if you have to go to a park, go to a park, wear your mask, but get out in nature Mm -hmm. and be still with nature. Right. Just be there, breathe in the fresh air. If you can manage it, take off your shoes and socks and stick your feet on the bare ground. <laughs> well, there's actually a scientific reason for it. The earth has a different ionic vibration than we do. And when we put our feet on the ground, we actually balance ourselves with the earth. And so there's actually a, a scientific reason for it. But, you know, it just feels good too. Yeah. 
I don't care how cold it is. I don't care how hot it is. It just feels good to have your feet on the ground in the grass and just like, you know, or in the sand if you're in a beach area or whatever, to just like, you know, squeeze with your toes. Yeah. There's a way in which just being able to feel the ground beneath your feet, breathe in the outside air. There's a reason Jeff and I are around that fire every day we can possibly do it. It's because we are outside in nature, breathing in fresh air and listening to the crickets and, you know, looking up at the sky. It's actually really good for you. You know, I am... 51 years old and I don't use reading glasses. My eye doctors are always stunned. They're like, how are you not using reading glasses? And I'm like, well, I understand the concept that you have to look far away and then close and then look far away and then close, which we don't do when we're inside. When you get outside, you get to the point where you can see far away and you look at distances and you look up at the sky and you bring your attention back to the fire in front of you. For me, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that's in front of you. Yeah. And it, it actually exercises your eyes and it makes you your eyes better. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of benefits to doing this that are beyond just being out in nature. Now, you said about self-care that it's anticipating your needs and meeting them before you have them. Yes. Now, that's great in terms of getting into a routine where you, where you have a routine of self-care. But I'm guessing that a lot of the people who are listening to this and feeling this burnout now, they haven't met them and they need them right. <laughs> now. So there's, is there a recovery plan for self-care? Well, yeah. And the getting out in nature is a big part of it. Okay. Okay. That's yep. why we're starting with that. And, you know, walking, you know, exercising, right? Doing, doing anything that causes you to move. If you like dancing, dance. If you like stretching, stretch. If you like to walk, walk. You know, mm-hmm. running, fine. Whatever it is that makes you happy. But this, again, is one of those things where we're going to have resistance to doing it because it's going to feel like just one more thing you have to do. One more thing on your to-do list, right? And what you have to do is you have to look at it differently. You have to say, I'm going to step away from whatever coping mechanism I've been using So for me, the TV, right? I'm going to step away from the TV and I'm going to go for a walk. And I got to tell you, there are days that I stare at that TV and I'm like, but I don't want to. Yeah. I'm comfortable in my chair and I don't want to. Yeah. And last night was one of them. I was watching a TV show and Jeff had the fire set up in the backyard and I was just like, but but I'm, I'm watching the TV and I'm enjoying it. And I'm just, and I was like, nope, get your butt up and go outside. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I got my butt up and I went outside and I stared at the sky and I was like, oh, this was such a good idea. Right. Because once you're there, you're like, oh, but when you're in overwhelm, when you're in burnout, you will be resistant to doing anything. Yeah. And so you really do have to force yourself to do it. Do not give yourself the option to not do it. It is. We're not choosing. We're just doing. Okay. That's step number one. Step number two is to give yourself downtime. And I mean downtime. I don't mean, oh, I'm going to only do four things for other people that I promised, right? (laughs) Instead of seven, right? No, I'm saying you're going to take time off, like off, off. If you're getting migraines on a regular basis, then you need more time off, not less. This is the sort of thing where you want to give yourself a lot of space because you're overdone. Yeah. 
when we're overdone, when we're burned out, it's because we have exceeded our ability to assimilate and heal from the traumas that we've experienced. You have to give yourself to the space to assimilate and heal from the traumas that you've been experiencing. And that means not filling your days with a bunch of crap. That means giving yourself a lot of space to just sit and be still. And this is why I keep coming back to nature, because you can sit outside and watch the birds and do nothing. And that is one of the best things you can possibly do to recover, because it brings you into the present moment. It allows you to breathe more easily. It connects you into the earth and it keeps your brain from having to be busy thinking and doing so that you your beingness can integrate. Yeah, there's a processing time that you need to take in everything that you've taken in. Yes. Yeah. And this is the thing about our culture. We have this tendency to drive, 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 break through, drive, drive, drive. And there's no integration space. Right. And there absolutely must be integration space. Okay. And then the next thing is to start anticipating your needs on a daily basis. If you need, and I can't tell you how many people who have said to me, well, I can't even get 15 minutes to myself. It's like, "Mm, no, you, you haven't put your boundary to get the 15 minutes, but everybody can get 15 minutes to themselves. I don't care what everyone can do it. You know, you get a neighbor to come over, watch the baby for 15 minutes. You tell the kids, do not open this door on pain of death for the next 15 minutes. (laughs) You know? Put a timer on the door for the younger kids. When this goes off, you can talk to mommy again, right? It's like, that's that's it. But you just have to set the boundary. It is simply that. It is simply the act of giving yourself some quiet space, even if it means you just take a really long shower every day, right? <laughs> right. You know, whatever it takes. But the quietness, the stillness to be able to be still is so important. And then the awareness to take care of your needs. So you don't want to look in your refrigerator and find it empty of food. Yeah. And if going to the supermarket stresses you out to the point where you can't function for several days, order on Instacart. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. That makes all the difference. Yep. If cleaning the house is too much, give yourself a gift and have somebody come in and clean it. Yep. If you can do it regularly, great do that. If you can't, well, then maybe trade off with a friend, however you want to do it. But give yourself some space, give yourself some gifts. It's about really taking care of yourself. And, and that includes taking care of your body, you know, have good food, good sleep. If you're not getting good sleep, then look at what it is that you could do to improve that. You know, take it the time in nature is going to help, I promise. But you might be vitamin deficient. You might need melatonin. You might need to turn your screens off a couple of hours before bedtime. You might need to stop drinking that wine just before bed, which, by the way, will screw up your sleep cycle. You might need to you know, meditate before you go to sleep. You might need to stop reading or doing other things in the bedroom you know, my husband used to hang out in our bedroom and he was having a hard time getting to sleep at night. And I'm like, stop watching TV in bed. It triggers the brain that, that it's not necessarily sleep time. If all you do in bed is sleep or sleep and have sex. Um, but if all you do in bed most of the time is sleep, then the moment your head hits the pillow, your be- your brain knows, oh, it's sleep time. Right. But if you're sitting and watching TV in bed, 
you're going to mess with that cycle. Yeah. You're, you're going to remove the anchor that the bed equals sleep. So all of these things make a huge difference. If you're not getting good sleep, you're going to have a really hard time healing and integrating. Mm -hmm. So basically what we're looking at is how do you treat yourself as a beloved person? Right. You want to treat yourself as well, if not better, than someone you truly love. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going towards. You know, make sure you have good food to eat. Make sure you have good sleep. Make sure your clothes make you happy. Does it spark joy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure that your environment is clutter-free mm -hmm. and makes you happy. That sort of thing. The golden rule is to treat others as you would want them to treat you. In this case, we're adjusting that golden rule slightly to say, treat yourself as you would treat others. Right. Because in a lot of cases, the folks, certainly the folks listening to this podcast, are going over and above for everyone else and pulling away from their own stores. You got to re recharge yourself. And yeah. that, that's that's a huge one. Every day you plug in your battery on your phone. Yeah. Where are you plugging in to recharge? So if you love to read trashy novels in the bath, read some trashy novels in the bath. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Indulge yourself. Be lazy. <laughs> That's good stuff and very important for all of us, I think, right now. Timely. Yeah, yeah. very timely indeed. Oh, wow. Okay, so I know I'm going to run a bath tonight and burn something and I don't know, maybe I'll uh, go for a walk. There you go. <laughs> I, think, I think that covers all the, all the things we talked about. There you go. I think this is good and I think we've got our, our shopping list now, but I did want to ask you about something else that I saw in the Facebook group recently. You have the energy scan special back, right? Yeah. So the energy scan special is, is running again through election day. Oh, okay. Good, <laughs> <laughs> You know, as good timing as any, but yeah, we're doing 20% off our energy scans. If you've had one before, it's 20% off. And if you are a podcast listener, you can still have your podcast discount. So normally, these are 250 mm -hmm. and they're worth every penny. People listen to them over and over again. They are working on them for months. Almost everybody comes back and says, wow, I listened to it on my 10th listen. I heard something I'd never heard before. It's like, yeah, I know. You weren't <laughs> ready to hear it yet. It's okay. Uh, so, you know, these are really in-depth readings. These are not your sort of cookie cutter, you know, will I find love sort of readings. These are a deep dive energy scan into what are the blocks that are keeping you from becoming your fullest expression of your authentic self, which is finding your purpose, right? Yep. These are the blocks that keep you from finding your purpose. And so in the course of this, you're going to get a huge amount of information, you know, 45 to 90 minutes worth of download of blah, 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 blah. And then uh, you get a recording when you're done. Now, normally they're $250. They are 20% off right now if you've had one before. And that is $197. And that's a steal of a deal. Mm -hmm. And if you are a podcast listener who has never had one before, you can have one for $150. Wow. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you've had one before and you want the special, you have to go into the Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta Facebook group, find the post that I said, hey, we're doing the special and say yes at the bottom. And I will hook you up with either Stephen or Kathy to have an energy scan done. 
if you are a first-time energy scan receiver from the podcast and you want the, the first-timer special, then you need to email me, kelly at kellysparta.com, to get your special deal there. And you guys will be floored at how awesome it is. You've told us before, the the reviews are raving in terms of, of what people experience with these. Yeah. And if you want to read those reviews, they're on the website as well under the energy scan link. So you can just scroll down and you'll see all the reviews. Awesome. So they can go into the group to get hooked up. Beautiful. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap here today? When the fray of the world becomes too much, the way out is through stillness. Thank you very much. All right, folks, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C., here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.